Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, well, hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. What's your bevy? I'm assuming water. Water. <laughs> I'm just a, a health health gal. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I am drinking coffee. Ooh. Pumpkin spice flavor or regular? No. I actually put maple syrup in my coffee this morning to sweeten it a little bit, and it's delicious. It's very Canadian of you. I know. I had it, and so I used it. It, and it does it also does taste very autumnal so <laughs> large part so of it works yeah do you have a reason for drinking well I think I already know but again <laughs> constant yeah it's cool <laughs> so no, not uh, not all that busy uh our campus was closed Monday and Tuesday as in today <laughs> for like to clean up the whatever happened during the hurricane I didn't go to campus so I, I haven't actually seen what happened there and I don't think there's power on Monday either way um so yeah it's been a very long weekend for me mm-hmm. that's good that's exciting I mean I guess you have been studying regardless but yeah. <laughs> um, what about you? Um, honestly, okay, so you know how my two roommates have bunnies? One of them, um, I don't know if you know this, but bunnies don't have a gag reflex. So if they have stomach problems, it's like really, really bad because they can't throw up. Oh. Um. So basically Flavio, sweet, sweet Flavio is having stomach problems. So they had to take him to the vet and we've been having to give him like just so much medication, like, and just traumatizing the poor bunny. Like he is so upset. He's so mad at us. Like, oh, but he's just so cute. And I feel so bad, but I think his last round of medication is today. And then we can work on repairing the friendship with the bunny Um, because he's not not down to be friends right now no he's not having it he's not having it um 
And then, yeah, other than that, it's been pretty good, pretty average. Also a lot of reading, a lot of studying. That's all, that's all I got for you. Sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. It, very, very sad for the bunny. However, yeah. work on that bond. It's just like, um, you feel so bad because it's so clear that they have like no idea what's going on. Like he's so used to us just like doting on him and just like picking him up for cuddles. And he used to just like love cuddling so much. But now whenever we go in, he like runs away from us because he's like scared of us. And we're like, no, like the stuff we're doing, like we're shoving syringes in your mouth because we want you to live. We know this is very hard for you. It is so hard not being able to communicate with your pet why you're doing the things that you're doing. Um, it hurts my feelings. However, <laughs> it hurts my feelings. There, there is no solution. No, obviously not. Until we figure out a way to actually communicate with animals, it's just not going to happen. Anyways, I don't really have much else to talk about before kind of getting into this book. I for okay, I guess we'll just get right into the spoiler-free parts of this book and I just want to say like up top because I don't think we've really like ever said this well we said it a little bit I don't know but I want to say up top that if you are like listening to this episode and this is like the first time you've come across the podcast just stop listening right now and go to the beginning of the throat like go to the throne of glass episode that we did because now at this point even like well like our spoiler free parts are just going to be somewhat full of spoilers because now even names that we use are going to be spoilers spoilers yeah fair enough so just if you haven't read the book also just an fyi this is on queen of shadows oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that too Um, you're like just in case we're on this book does not say which book mystery (laughs) it is a mystery you have to figure it out Uh, you know I put it in the little thing the little description of the episode oh yeah we're fine then yeah um also again up top I stand by the order we read the book series in um yeah absolutely (laughs) Like, if I had the ability to reread the series, forgetting everything I know, and put it in a different order, I would. However, I think I would dislike it. And (laughs) I'm going to have to disagree with the author of the series. (laughs) We are right. Um, So, yeah. Our order was the first two books, Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, then Assassin's Blade, the novellas. And then the rest of the series. And that's, I'm, I'm going to die on that hill. I just, I think it makes a lot of sense. I also like, can't imagine reading it after Era of Fire, which is the last book we did. It would have been weird to put it there. Which is usually what people do, I think. 
or it's either you first so much reading air of fire if you didn't already know what happened in the novella yeah the moral of the story is that we are correct even if it's by a fluke we are correct <laughs> yeah it's very much by accident however it was literally accident it was literally us not wanting to read novellas that made us like put the books in this order because we like didn't want to read it first because we were like oh I don't want to start with novellas but then we didn't want to read it later because we just wanted to get it over with because we were like oh novellas and then turns out <laughs> it was actually a really good book <laughs> turns out we had a thing against novellas for no reason literally no reason <laughs> Um, this this one is kind of the same structure as Air of Fire in mm -hmm. the sense that it has the different perspectives that you're reading from I like that me too gives and a little bit of flavor to a story when you're like Ooh, we're gone now <laughs> yeah no I really liked the multiple perspectives in this series probably because I really like all of the characters especially now more so than when we like started the series and we're probably like a little too um harsh because we of our opinions on Akatar but us being harsh on a book never never ever um but yeah no again like I, I just keep getting more invested in the story as the series like progresses. I am too. I we did we did ourselves so dirty reading the uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses series without an ending because now we have to wait years. I am so happy this series has like a actual end to it that I can read and accept and move on. Same. Like, Akatar, I can't let go of because it's not over. <laughs> Same. This will end, and I'm very excited about that. Also sad about it, but excited. Yeah. I, um, and I'm also, like, I know it's gonna, like, also do me dirty when we do this, but I am excited to read the Crescent City books, especially because, like, this series is getting so good that I'm like okay yeah Sarah J Maas I'm excited to read like everything that she does so like I'm excited to also read her other does the series. Crescent City series have an ending not yet like, oh it's not done I, I think only the first two books are out oh no I know <laughs> <laughs> but like obviously we're going to read them before the yeah series. no I have no like, self-control no absolutely not especially not when it comes to Sarah J Mass books <laughs> yeah there is such a strong progression throughout this series of like my level of care mm -hmm. both I, in the characters and the story itself mm -hmm. I also will say again up top maybe we were like a little harsh on the first two books 
<laughs> because I feel like we were like, there was no point to so many of these things. And some of those things that we said had no point are starting to make sense and like come full circle in the later. Books. Yeah, considering it's a series, we probably should have considered there was like foreshadowing. <laughs> Naturally, we did not. Um, <laughs> what can I say? Oh, I still stand by my ratings of those books. Like I still like they weren't like my favorite. Like I I I think a large part of the problem was that they are still like written for a much younger audience. However, they do make sense now. Yes. And I'm sure they will make even more sense later down the line because we still have three more books to read. Um anyways. Uh, there's I have like a lot of spoilers to talk about so I think for like the sake of time with recording let's just get into the spoilers because I I got a lot to say about this book um I just want to start off with no we got overall rating first please tell me your overall rating (laughs) um maybe nine same maybe 8.5 I'm giving it a solid nine. I was a fan of this one. Mm-hmm. There were some mild lulls. Yeah. Building up to a purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was the book that kept me like the most engaged consistently throughout this. Yeah. Like, you know what? Nine. I'd give yeah. it a solid nine. I like, like there one. were some lulls in the middle, but like I see how they were like important upon finishing this book. Yeah. You can't and just like, have like constant highs or else then it's all just. No. Then I'll just have a heart attack. <laughs> like, um, Cause yeah, like I, like I was engaged through a lot of points at like the beginning of this book. And I feel like for every single book in this series so far, we've talked about how we didn't really get engaged until like halfway or three quarters of the way in. But this one, and this one is also the thickest of the books so far. And I was engaged like all the way through. Yeah, fair enough. I think the rest of them, it did take at least halfway, even a little bit farther for me to care. Mm -hmm. To be fair, I still think about halfway is when I was like deep oh yeah but I still cared in the beginning more Mm -hmm. so than the rest yeah Mm -hmm. nine yeah solid nine and I will also say this book makes me nervous for the rest of the series (laughs) because there's still three books and I'm like everything is going wrong (laughs) like you know this is why I hate happiness in the middle of a series (laughs) When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, but now we're getting into the spoilers and I'm starting off strong. So our like one and only prediction where we're like, obviously this is going to happen or else it would be dumb. (laughs) Hail going home. He does not go home. <laughs> that was our only clear prediction where we're like, absolutely no question that will happen. It does not happen at any point in this story. Gail does not go home. We were wrong. I totally forgot about that. I was dead. I finished the book. I was like, no way we were wrong about that. All I want, I'm going to keep guessing it now. Every prediction, Kale is going home. <laughs> he has to go home at some point. Um, I Honestly, I think he might just die and not go home. I was nervous about that. I was fairly sure he was going to die in this book. Same. Also, okay, another thing that I just, let me see if I can, let's get to the chapter. Chapter two, page 11. One of the first, it's my first sticky note because it still unnerves me, is when Aelin was talking about Arabin, and she still said, the man responsible for her initial brutal training, the man who had been savior and tormentor, but never declared himself as father, brother, or lover. I have the exact same note. What is with these weird familial sexual tensions is not what I want. Just like, why... Also, father, brother, or lover, if those are ever the three options for someone, absolutely not. Run away. Run Run far away. And I just, yeah, no, I read that and I was like, I just, I can't get past 
how that's a blurred line in this series. Yeah, I mm, I really don't love that. Especially with Arobin, like he's such a, or I guess he was such a dick. Like I would be, mm, I guess now I'm trying to think of what I would classify him as to Selena. Cross off brother for sure. Yeah, That's, definitely not a brother. That makes no sense. He could be like the abusive father, sure. Definitely not a lover. Also, yeah, he, but he's I'm, a little bit like into her. Yeah, yeah I, I just I don't know how to classify him either. However, don't love that that is being brought up again. Yeah, I, I thought we had moved past that. Also, I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if it was this book or the last book, but I'm pretty sure we found out his, his age and he's like at least 15, 20 years older than her or something. I think he's in his 30s. I think he's in his 30s. Or maybe even 40s? Early 40s? Maybe 40s. early 30s? Yeah, he's he's like significantly older than her. But she's like 19. Ew. He's not in his 20s. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I also did not know to what to expect when I uh, found out that Kaol was Arabin's client. Again, very early on, on in the book. It was the first sentence of chapter three. <laughs> I was stressed. I was, like, I was what is about to happen? Also, just to like backtrack a little bit, the fact that Arabin's like, I don't know, between 30 and 50, somewhere in that range. And we're like, oh my God, Selena's like 19. Rowan is like, you know, <laughs> hundreds of years old. So in the grand scheme of things, 10 years, 20 years older is not outrageous in this story. Okay, point taken. Point yeah, taken. Just, just not like doing that. <laughs> Aha! I literally found it. In his, he's in his late 30s. Okay. Can I ask what your thoughts were on Kale in this book? I went through some some it was a roller coaster. Yeah. I he he did give up a lot, granted. His entire belief system that he has been like strongly, strongly a part of for his entire life. Mm -hmm. Um I think he was unnecessarily mean. To Selena slash yeah. I guess officially Aelin now. Um, however, I do love how strong he is in his belief that Dorian can be saved until he just randomly is like, all right, let's kill him. True. I just, yeah, I think. And he's doing good things too. Yeah. 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 I just like, yeah, I did not like the way he talked to Aelin. Like the the one point I have is when she's like, I don't know, trying to create a plan with him or like they like finally reconnect after the entirety of the last book. And he's like, there is no we when she's know, like- It's like unnecessarily rude. Like, I, I get it. You've been going through it, but- But also there's like, 
10 people on your side might as well stick together also the fact that like I think I mentioned in like the last episode that I really liked that Selena and Kale were both like holding out for each other and then to find out that Kale actually just like wasn't and he was hooking up with uh, uh Nesrin is that her name I think so I think so too but yeah and then I was like what where did I get that thought from also the fact that Kale wouldn't tell Aelin how to free magic initially when she came back because he was like I don't know if I trust her I was like how dare you (laughs) like the entire entire plot of this story is happening because Aelin did something and he did not and he's like no secret Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I'm trying to like decide where this lack of trust is coming from because isn't he a rebel that's like again fighting on her side I was also trying to figure that out I assumed I missed something I mean it is very plausible that we both did <laughs> yeah because but- like you you literally said it you have like 10 people on your side He's maybe the don't. one that sent her away. Is Oh, maybe it's because she took so long and he was mad about it? Maybe. But also, he's the one that sent her away, so. Yeah. I don't know, man. No, Kale was not not, not my favorite this um, for me. No, he did redeem himself at the end of the book, though. And I finally, like, saw, like, the old Kale from, like, the first two books. The Kale that I grew fond of. He was, like, for the first, like, 75% of this book, however. We were a Kale fandom in the first book, so it was a big change. Yeah, big, big change. Um. Also, there's this one thing that was a reoccurring theme throughout this book, and it made me think of you. White as death is definitely the still of death, still as death in this series. Just anything being described as like blank as death immediately (laughs) takes me out of what I'm reading. So just go, "Mm." (laughs) Mm. (laughs) hmm. I, one, when Manon popped back into this story, I was so excited. I was like, yes, the storyline continues. Throughout this story, I love Manon's plot. Like, I love it so much. I am obsessed with her. And she has some beautiful character development. Incredible character development. Like, she is such a badass obsessed I like her second too oh Asterin's um fucking backstory yeah when Asterin told Manon her backstory and then Manon realized that she was one she cared Mm -hmm. two Asterin loved someone meaning it's possible that they all have hearts Mm. It was so good. I love the witches. I love the witches too. They are like, I yeah, one of the things that I really loved about this book too is like, there wasn't a single plot line that I was like, 
less interested in like with the switching of perspectives like every time we got into a new perspective I was like okay I want to know everything like big fan yeah what were your thoughts on allied elite <laughs> don't know how to pronounce that I did not really know what to make of her for the first little while. I kind of thought that she was working for her uncle somehow. I didn't really anticipate that she was gonna, like, well, one, I did not anticipate that she was part witch. Oh, no, I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't see that coming at all. Um, And, like, I don't know, I love her character. And I'm anticipating that she's gonna be, like, a bigger thing. I think she's gonna be a huge part of the next one. Yeah. Granted, we could be very wrong and stupid. Um, <laughs> Just like we're confident Kale was going home. Um, yeah, and I also loved, like, her ideas about, like, hope and how she, like, also was a part of inspiring Manon to, like, not be so cruel. Manon and, has hope for the future now. And also the fact that Elides, Elides, See, <laughs> not just me. It's never just you. We don't know how to speak. Um, but her mom was the mom or the woman who like protected Aelin. That like full circle moment coming back. I was like, I feel like that was one of the things where I was like, I feel like part of me should have seen that coming. Yeah. When I read it, I was like, wow, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but I love that a lead elides um mom was the one that saved Aelin and now she's going back to back home Mm -hmm. will she actually go home who knows not us do you have anything else to add about elide elides character (laughs) (laughs) how about let's call her e i kind of like elide better than elide all right elide elide cool any thoughts let's just let's just end that okay also now just to backtrack like a lot um i don't know if we were told this in a previous book and i missed it but like we always knew that um arabin had like arranged all of the like sam's death and stuff like that yeah i didn't pick up on the fact that Arabin had like asked Farron to do specific things to Sam I also didn't know that I think that like that knowledge comes out of the letter that Selena's or Aelin's given I think I don't think that's what we're supposed to know already however (laughs) you know we both could have missed it fully I that floored me like honestly like just like he's evil he's the worst the fucking worst what can i i again now we're jumping way later in the book i was not satisfied with arabin's death entirely neither was i i wanted aelin to go wild and murder him and the fact that it wasn't even Aelin that killed him. Right? To be fair, though, I guess it shows growth on her end. 
Yeah, that and was like probably a point. <laughs> Ly- Lysandra? Mm-hmm. Did deserve to kill him. So I'm glad she got the opportunity to do it. However, it just seemed so like Quick. pleasant. Yeah. Pleasant. Man, not wrong word. <laughs> like uh <laughs> a pleasant murder. Like casual, you know? Like it seems like an everyday murder, not like someone that ruined your life and murdered and tortured someone you love to be murdered. It was just kind of like a well, he's murdered, you know? Yeah. It was like a little too quick for me. I feel like, yeah, I would have liked to see a very unhinged side of Lysandra. You know, I would have, I just like, I would have like, I think the way we predicted his death was that he was going to be like tortured in the way that Sam was tortured. And I kind of wanted that for him. I, like I deserved it. <laughs> I feel like also I would have preferred if like his entire life was ruined first and then murdered. Yeah. I didn't love how he was on top and happy and then he died. Yeah. Like I would have, and it also would have been so good if he had like known that Selena wasn't under like the power of the word stone. And if she had like come in and I like, especially when I was reading that part of the book when Selena like or when Arabin tried to trap Selena I was like <gasps> and I was so stressed because I was like oh my god he just trapped Selena and then it turns out he didn't I was like oh it's gonna be awesome when she like turns around and kills him and then just none of that happened <laughs> yeah it was, it was a bit anticlimactic um however very happy that he's dead yeah and like for sure dead because she chopped off his head very happy. No, that I, he- I did like that confirmation. Dead, dead. Yeah. I'm very happy that he's not coming back because I he's so sleazy. Just immense bad vibes. I made a massive note like by Adion's rescue. I kind of anticipated that to be like the climax of the book. You know what I mean? Like reading early on and then it was like happening and it wasn't even page 200. And I was like, <laughs> I'm already so stressed out. And like, I feel like so much is ha- like the pace in this book was definitely a lot quicker than the previous books. Yeah. Like the fact that his rescue was like a side plot. Yeah. Basically. I chapter chapter 29. I made a note. Okay. This is the exact point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to let go of the fact that it was briefly mentioned that Selena and Rowan might be related. <laughs> it was chapter 29. I was like, you know what? Who cares? It's it's right after oh. basically Adion uh, found out that Selena gave Rowan the blood oath. Mm-hmm. And then Rowan was sitting there wondering, it's like, should I hunt him down and tear him limb from limb? It's like, wow. (laughs) I love you. I, first of all, I love, uh, love Rowan. Big fan. Big, big fan. I do like that at the very least, 
in this book, their familial ties was not mentioned once. So I think we're moving past that. Like, I don't think it's going to be brought up again. I don't know what plot point it had in the previous book, but I am choosing to completely forget it ever happened. Yeah, I, it was this moment where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna move past it. However, that one sentence ruined a good chunk of story for me. There was no purpose. I also, again, just to backtrack, kind of back to like Adian's um, release and yeah. stuff like that. And also just like early on in the book, getting Dorian, first of all, Dorian's perspective in this book was phenomenal. Slash, I guess, like the, the Valg Prince. Yeah, I think it starts off like the very first thing you read is from Dorian slash the prince's perspective. Let me double check. Yes, you are correct. And I like the very beginning when I was reading it, like the first page, I was like, what am I reading right now? <laughs> like I was not understanding who's who I was reading from. And then obviously I got there a little bit later. Um, it's very sad. It's so heartbreaking. And just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I loved it, but I hated it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is I feel like the hardest part about reading that was knowing that none of them knew that Dorian was still like, alive technically inside mm -hmm. but because we're reading from his perspective we know he's still in there mm -hmm. that and was also, stressful also Sarah J Masters does like a really good job of like writing it so you know how like hard he's fighting and then you like when he like eventually gives up it makes it even more heartbreaking because like no you were doing so well also another little bit of a hateful quote from Kale is I don't remember like what they were talking about, but when he's calling Aelin a liar and he's like, you've always been a liar and like, just, just relax. I understand why you're stressed, but. But also, no. Also one thing, this is a Manon, something from Manon's perspective. Um, when she is talking to the Duke and he says, um, I don't, hold on, let me figure, let me figure out what they were talking about. Oh, when Manon hands over the yellow legs who volunteered to the Duke, first of all. That was a dark storyline also. <sighs> That was fucked up. But um, she's like asking the Duke why he was like doing all of this. And he said, because we can, and because this world has long dwelled in ignorance and archaic tradition, it is time to see what might be improved. And then below that, it goes, she had not missed the words, this world, not this land, not this continent, this world. And I just wrote a note as it, lol, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pick up on that. So I'm very happy for like <laughs> the clarity. When the characters tell us what we're meant to be picking out of it and you're like, oh. It's like, oh, thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that because I didn't get that. Oh my God, you know, you know what I found so funny? 
So like the plot line of the Vlags, Valgs. <laughs> what are you saying? Whoa. Can you start again. I literally <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, now I'm a little bit unsure if it's Valg princes. Valg. Yes, it was Valg. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a a storyline within the Valg princes or just the Valgs in general is that they have really hard to pronounce names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Aelin <laughs> captures that one, as I was reading this this part of the book, I did not I was not understanding that it was the real person underneath <laughs> coming through. So how I was reading this was your human tongues cannot pronounce our names. And the Valg prince is adamant on this. And then he's like, what's your name? And then he's like, Stephen. I was like, what? That's such a weird choice. Um, and Especially I honestly- considering you and I can't figure out how to pronounce. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce her name again. E. <laughs> yeah, we can't pronounce literally any name. And this was the only one where I was like, well, that just says Steven. And I genuinely did not realize that I was wrong until like after, after the whole book, when I was like looking through my notes and I was like, oh, that makes way more sense now. I also, speaking of things that we may have missed, was Maeve Rowan's former lover? Um, it was kind of vaguely implied, but then also Maeve is his aunt. So, no. <laughs> Whatever the answer is, the answer is no. Okay, cool. I Because, yeah, there's a part where, like, she was defending herself and she's like, your absolutely wonderful former lover deserved it. Well, I just had a stroke there. That was a terrible sentence, but whatever. Would would he not be talking about, like, his mate? Like, his old mate that died? No, because... It was in, they were talking about her powers and how her powers burned down Maeve's place and then she said your former lover deserved it oh ew sarah j mass why are you blurring the family line (laughs) and then it says yeah more than deserved it the encounter the encounter with the visiting group of high-born fae at Mistward had been miserable to say the least and when Rowan's former lover had refused to stop touching him despite his request to do so when she'd threatened to have Aelin whipped for stepping in yeah I didn't I remember none of this from the previous book I don't remember Maeve touching him in a sexual way I honestly think I must have ignored it. I Unless there was another that at all. Was there another former lover? Like, was there just like someone else? 
that wasn't Maeve? Maybe a former lover just like appeared and started touching Rowan or something? <laughs> I just like, don't know now. All I'm getting from my notes is that I might have to reread this series. Similar to um, Akatar, I feel like a lot of things that I missed will yeah. be... <laughs> Reading it a second time, you're like, oh... <laughs> okay so you know manon and aelin's battle yes okay you are way way ahead i'm just talking about like the fun points actually i'm going in no order whatsoever i'm just going in the order that i think of things Okay, so cool. we may back up if you have earlier points. You just okay, have to say great. Because I'm like going in order, and I'm just like, huh? How are you there? Yeah, chaotic order. Okay. But yeah. Uh, okay. No, we'll we'll talk about that. Um. That was another thing. That was another weird plot point that I didn't love. Again, it came together like in the end, but it felt weird. The battle. Like, how the battle started. Like, the fact that Manon was going to let Aelin and her entire crew walk away unharmed. And then Aelin was like, well, I killed the yellow, the chicken leg woman. I didn't like that at all. Right? Because, and then also Aelin's like, yeah, I know they would have never let us walk away. So I had to get her to, like, provoke me to run through the spell or whatever. But... There was no indication that Manon was going to attack. She would have genuinely just let them go. But I guess, I guess to be fair, Aelin didn't know that. I guess Aelin's only interaction with them is like from the stories that her friend told her and about yellow legs. So fair enough. However, it didn't like, I feel like it could have been explained more being like, from what Aelin knew or like from blah 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 that's why she thought it but it was just like oh no she wasn't gonna let it happen and very clearly Manon was gonna let them walk away and I was like okay that was just a force now Aelin's kind of being annoying so mm-hmm. yeah Aelin was annoying that's the person like, you describe yeah, it you can walk away I killed your leader <laughs> like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> like do you think they're gonna let you live now also just like I don't like I understand the point of Aelin like saving Manon was also like I understand the point of that and obviously it worked in her favor because she got the blood oath which means she knew that Dorian was still in there um but again that was like a little weird like I just feel like it wasn't thoroughly written it's like this was like the one thing that I the one part of the book where I was like actively like none of this makes sense because Manon was like I'm gonna let you go and then Aelin was like well I killed your leader and then Manon is about to die and Aelin's like oh actually you're like her second felt really sad about the fact that Manon was dying so I'm actually gonna go save her and then later on she explains she's like well I didn't think they were gonna let us go I don't know it was just like a really convoluted way all over the place yeah a really convoluted of way of making it so that Madden very briefly fought on their side because she owed her a life debt. Like, I feel like there was another way we could have got there. I feel like it would have made way more sense to me if it was just like the evolution of Manon and understanding that like she has hope and like she wants to get away from 
the kings and people doing bad things to their witch clans. So it would have made sense to like maybe want to help. Mm -hmm. Whereas like this weird battle you owe each other kind of felt like it was thrown in there because you had to. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a very weird plot point. It frustrated me deeply. However, counterpoint, a very weird, obscure plot point that I loved. Aelin teaching Rowan the piano. That was a very wholesome moment. Um, I loved that. Aelin and Rowan, I just love it. I love After it Chapter too. 29, I love it. <laughs> Anything before that, hesitant. A little weird. And then, again, another reason why I'm like, kind of wanting to um reread this series is like I want how aggressively did they point out the sibling not the sibling thing the- <laughs> <laughs> no it was genuinely it was one sentence Aelin says you know we're related right and mm-hmm. Rowan says we have as much blood uh the same blood as like a pig in a person basically is what he said right so he made it very clear they have no blood relation but why bring it up ever i don't know i mean i guess the other thing too is like this is fantasy and like obviously like kingdoms and like there was a point in the last book that i remember they were like well would you ever marry to like strengthen your kingdom and Mm, blah 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 so i wonder if i don't know i'm not gonna pretend to understand all i know is they're not related and i yeah i'm happy forever (laughs) however it was just like an unnecessary sentence could have skipped over it i would have loved it the whole time yeah and also well first of all i just i i love rowan i am I'm so in love with this character. And so when he came back in this book, I was so excited. I literally, that, it was like probably a quarter of the way into the book. And I was like. (gasps) I thought we were going to have to read an entire book without Rowan and I didn't want it. Um, I did hope that there was going to be a loophole that made it so that he could enter. I was so glad, so glad when he showed up. I also love the like constant, not constant, but like just the internal monologue that Rowan has where he's like, man, how humans have been able to survive for so long without magic is just unbelievable (laughs) because he doesn't have his powers and he's like really struggling. I love that. Okay, so I actually have a lot of like (laughs) kind of Kale hate points, but Kale... (laughs) He just, like, he really annoyed me in this book. He's, like, he doesn't like Aelin's, like, murderous side and whatever, but he likes Nesrin's. Like, the things that he doesn't like about Aelin, he likes in Nesrin. Like, there's a direct quote where, like, like he, he describes her as, like, a bit wild with the thrill of the fight of their victory, and she was beautiful is essentially what he's trying to say. Like I'm paraphrasing a little, par- paraphrasing a little bit, but I just, I didn't like, I don't, Kale needs to get he, it together. He kind of sucked in this book. He kind of sucked in this book until like the last little bit when he redeemed himself. But like, 
Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I never loved that plot line. I think in the first book too, where Kale and Dorian were like, oh no, Selena kills people. I'm like, <laughs> she was an assassin. Like that. What do you mean she kills people? Why are you surprised? You hired her to kill people, and now you're like, oh no, she's killing people and bringing like their heads back. Like she came from the proof. toughest prison because she was an assassin. What? The best assassin in all of Adarland. <laughs> like, and they're like, no, you kill people. Yeah, I never loved that plot line. I never don't love it in this one, too. Mm-hmm. Also, I know we've talked about Manon's character development. But Lysandra's character development in this fucking book and like finding out that she's a shapeshifter. I love, I feel like that because from what I can recall, that's the only girl that um, Aelin truly hated, like that we know about. And there was no, like, redeeming qualities about Lysandra that we knew. And she needed that. She needed the redemption. Lysandra is a wonderful person, has been through some things. She's a badass. And I love that Aelin realizes later on that it was, like, or they both kind of realized that it was Arabin pinning them against each other. They wanted, he wanted them to hate each other. So it was so nice. They're, like, just kidding. so you know the mental conversations that Aelin and Rowan have did I miss something because I thought it was just like the looks they gave each other and they like happened to understand what was happening but then they're having like dinner or lunch or whatever and Adion is like I'll never get used to that and it's just them talking like through their heads can other people tell is it is it like they're actually speaking mind to mind or is it they're just conveying their thoughts through like eyebrow movement? <laughs> Honestly, I think they're actually speaking to each other. Maybe it started off as like smaller things, but they're, um, what was it called? Karenem or something like that? Yeah, so yeah. Maybe it's evol- evolving and maybe with magic now being unleashed and stuff like that, like maybe that's, Maybe that's a thing and maybe it's a slide. Was there a point where that happened or did, did I miss it or did it just evolve? I think it probably just evolved because I, there was a point that I, that I noticed it, which was like halfway through the book. But I, I, I don't know. I kind of think that they're talking to, like actually talking to each other. Oh yeah. Cause I was confused when Adion was like, I'll never get used to that. And I was like, I thought these were like side just thoughts between each other not an actual conversation that other people could tell they were having yeah I also thought it was just looks at first especially in the last um in the last book because you would think that like with them only having just met each other if one of them was able to like speak into the other's mind it would be a little jarring at first and I highly doubt that their eyebrows can form full sentences so I do love, I know we talk about liking unhinged Aelin slash Selena better. She is way more unhinged in this book. I feel like she's increasingly unhinged mm-hmm. and I love that. Mm-hmm. Her unhinged baseline went up. <laughs> yeah. 
also, damn, when she went to Sam's grave. The fact that she brought Rowan with her. Oh, my heart. They better, they, they makes me nervous that we're only halfway through the series. I know. <laughs> Remember how much we loved Kale at the end of book one? And now we're like, mm, this guy sucks. However, I will say. I am very happy that Selena, or I guess Aelin and Kaol are still like kind of friends, especially at the end of this book. Like they're not enemies. Neither one of them died. They're on the same side. And I like that. Yeah, I'm very I like okay. They're on good terms now. Exactly. I'm very okay with the way things ended between them I just wish Kaol hadn't been annoying about it at first for a very long time you know yeah but also that might be because I'm happy for both of them and their like respective situationships I guess to be fair also Aelin did try and you know murder Dorian after she explicitly told Kaol she will not do that it's true. So if I was Kale, I would also be vaguely annoyed. <laughs> so fair yeah. enough. Oh well, you know what? We're we're okay with him now. Now that the book has ended, he's a lot better. He does have a broken leg. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. He's paralyzed. In my defense, I was thinking about Rowan and his like leg that was all ruined that was my bad Kale does end this book paralyzed oh my god a broken leg <laughs> Whatever. well it's, it's technically broken it's not working uh. oh I love her. Another another part that I loved about Rowan was when he also wore Arabin's stupid ass almond oil. That was such a power move. Such a power. It was hot. And then he like fully like confronted Arabin about it and was like, "Thank you for the oil. My skin was a little dry." And I was like, "To be fair, if you're, I don't want to guess how old he is, but." Mentally, I'm saying like 600 years old. I think it's like Maybe 300. Hmm? I thought it was like 300. Oh, I thought he was way older. Because he'd like fought in wars with people's like parents' parents, you know? Oh, true. Maybe he is way older. Maybe I misread that. Maybe he's like a thousand. Yeah, he could be. Who knows? But like if I was, we'll go just in between 500 years old and some like 30, 38 year old man was trying to intimidate me, I'd be like, what? <laughs> I am a warrior. I think you yeah. are a child. I think also at some point in this book, it mentions that he is the most powerful Fey warrior to date. And Arabin yeah, is like, like, he's nothing. Yeah. And Arabin's being a little bitch. I didn't like that Arabin wore the amulet. I don't like, I mean, granted, Arabin's dead now. So at least, or. I guess they're both dead now, so this trope can, like, finally stop in the, these books, but I have hated just the constant repetition of both Arabin and the king 
always being one step ahead of Aelin at like all times, like no matter what, there's always some like weird twist with the two of them. So now I'm happy that both of those have ended, but it's just, it was so fucking frustrating to read it. Just like every single time there was like a plan. They like somehow knew everything that was going to happen and then. Yeah, I didn't, I just, I'm happy those are going to be done. What were your thoughts on Lorcan? 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 I don't know. I don't really like him. I understand that he like saved them. (laughs) But to be fair, they wouldn't have been in that position if it weren't for him. Yeah. And even like, I don't know. I just don't like his weird attitude. I mean, granted, he is in a blood oath, so it's not really his fault. But like, I don't know. He's just so. He's a bit cryptic. Yeah. You know, I hate cryptic characters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love his character. I have a hunch that at some point there's going to be a redemption arc for Lorcan. Or he's going to be straight up evil. I feel like there'll be a redemption I think it's going to have to do with Adion. Like, true. It's that, that's the only reason Lorcan came back to save them, basically. So I feel like it's going to have to do with him, but maybe he's going to, you know, end up killing Maeve. I would love that. For her own good. Maybe he'd be allowed to, you know? Hmm. I would like Rowan to kill Maeve, though. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, I'm excited for whenever there is like a full on like war battle. I'm excited to see Rowan like on the battlefield. And by see, I mean read about. <laughs> <laughs> see in my brain. <laughs> There's this like meme that resurfaces every like couple months for me. And I like see it on Instagram or whatever. And it's always like the fact that we like kill trees and shave them into tiny pieces of paper and then write words on them and then hallucinate is just crazy (laughs) hallucinate this is a strange way to describe reading it's kind of true like that's what reading is you read symbols off of a dead tree and hallucinate (laughs) and fall in love with some of the fictional characters Fair enough. Oh, when Rowan told Selena, or I guess Aelin, sometimes I still get confused. When Rowan told Aelin not to touch him like that. I also yeah. love that Adion was listening <laughs> throughout this whole book. I love that like Adion's thing with Rowan is like, one, he loves him because he's like, this great warrior that he's told so many stories about but also he's like I hate you because you took the blood out but also you're so impressive and Aelin likes you so he's just like having a hard time I love constant he's like he's also a little bit scared of Rowan there's a lot going on I in the end they're brothers and I love that I love Adian's character so much 
he's so like sassy and sarcastic and conflicted and like I think he's the comic relief in this book yeah he's definitely the comic relief and I'm like here for it and he's just like the way I picture him too like the way I picture his mannerisms are so funny like the part where he like accidentally walked in on like Aelin and Rowan making out and then Rowan like slammed the door in his face like that whole interaction with me is just so funny because he's just like oh point taken guess I'm gonna leave now (laughs) again this was like clear foreshadowing to something that happened later in the book but when they were talking about um the king who was like planning to raise Erawan (laughs) that's how it's spelled that's what I'm going with and then it turns out that the duke is Erewhon yeah no part of me saw that coming um and then yeah like a lot of things coming together with like Manon was at Morath which is where Erewhon was which was the duke and then the uh it's a lot like a lot of moving parts and a lot of stress I feel like it explained a lot though having like these Vlad Valg princes inhabiting the people. So it's not actually the Duke himself. Mm-hmm. It's Erewhon. And I was like, oh, that's why you're so evil. I feel like that made sense to me. So it did yeah, probably should have seen that coming, but did not. I don't know if we should have seen that coming. I think that. You well, think that was meant to be a surprise? I think so. Well, I think, yeah, you're right. I maybe. feel like it was foreshadowed a bit. But yeah. You know we don't get foreshadowing. In the slightest. Okay. Um, well, speaking of Erewhon being in uh, the Duke's body, mm, did any part of you see that the king had a Valg prince inside of him and it was not actually the king no what (laughs) i thought it really hurt my feelings when the king died but at that point i feel like he wanted to die it's true but like oh and when he kept on saying like my son to dory oh yeah as soon as he was like my son i was like is this a trick and he had just been taken over and that's why he he literally did the king did everything in his power while fighting the valg prince to build the towers to stop magic because the princes and all the valgs were taking over anyone that had magic so he did it to save everyone and you're like excuse me what <laughs> like this is you're not, not evil that threw me off because I had I was rooting to hate the king and now it turns out it's actually just the Valgs that are yeah. the evil there is the king is just a person that happened to be sucked into this terrible situation to be fair though Aelin and Dorian I don't know if they actually believe what the king says but I think that's like I think Aelin does Dorian didn't but granted, also, like, Dorian was raised by the king so like he never knew anything else than like the king being a tyrant and like trauma that's true i just ugh. but yeah that was definitely like a 
what? What? I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. It kind of made me sad when the king died after like all of that. Like as soon as I heard him say my son, I was hoping that there was going to be like a beautiful like father-son moment. And then there just kind of wasn't. Dorian just like screamed and then shattered the palace. (laughs) And then the king died. Um, I also, speaking of Lysandra's beautiful character development, I love that she was the one to save Adion and Rowan, like the, like the greatest warrior ever. And also Adion, who's been fighting forever. And Lysandra's like, I will save you. Don't worry. <laughs> love I, that. I also loved that she came in as like the monster that they were talking about. Again, did not pick up on that foreshadowing in the slightest. No, I was so shocked. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Loved it. She, also, I love her. I love Lysandra. I love Adion. And I want them to end up together. I see the little flirting happening. I think that they're both like and sassy. And now she's officially part of Aelin's court. I believe it. It could happen. I believe it too. Um, however, again, just to backtrack a bit, because um, we're talking about how much we love Rowan and Selena. However, there was one part that I did not love, which is, again, the neck biting. Mm, see, that one I feel like I understood more. Really? Yeah, because that was the whole, like, I trust you and, like, basically... The fae in this story are like animals, right? And like True. the neck is the most vulnerable part of your body. So being like, oh, like if you can bite my neck, I like I trust you that you're not going to kill me. I think that was the point. Whereas in the book before, bite her finger. Like there was why the <laughs> neck, <laughs> right? I don't know because I feel like again with like the. <laughs> With, like, the animal thing, it's typical in, like, the animal kingdom to, like, bite so, bite another animal's, like, neck as a warning, which is what Rowan was doing in the previous book. Like, he was doing it to kind of, as a warning and also to, like, get a reaction out of her. Even, like, I felt like in that... And I don't think you could get that same effect <laughs> by biting someone's finger. <laughs> okay, you, you are right. However... The way I logicked myself out of that was in the previous one, it was just a pain reaction. So it just had to hurt. Whereas this one, it was like more of a trust exercise. So if I was like, here, like, I'll, I'll let you bite my finger. I'm not gonna be like, wow, you really trust me. You, you let me bite that. Whereas like you biting my neck in like a rude way and then biting my finger in a rude way I think would equally hurt I haven't tested it out so I can't really tell (laughs) it's a working theory I'm actually gonna let this uh train of thought die I'm gonna pass it back to you I love that whole entire tangent oh my god um, we're going to talk about something else. Um, <laughs> whew, I don't know what yet. I need to, <laughs> I need to find a point. To talk. Uh, oh, I mean, okay. So just like the whole, 
part, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit. We kind of talked about the ending of this with Manon and Aelin's um, battle, but the whole Lysandra getting captured and them, like that whole experience was very stressful, but finding out that like Arabin actually like did know about everything again and it was like his final I know I I do hate that he knew everything all the time how is that possible I understand that he's king of the assassins and so he has eyes everywhere and he's also kind of in cahoots with the king who has Valg everywhere like I get it but it doesn't make it any less annoying deeply annoying hated it also Dorian and Manon, their whole interaction, and the fact that the Valg inside Dorian was afraid of Manon, so that he like it was it was his voice that spoke to her, and they were getting a little flirty, but also he wanted to die. It was a very weird, complex set of emotions. <laughs> I am genuinely rooting for Dorian and Manon. <laughs> no. <laughs> And you know what? I think it could happen. I don't think it's outrageous. I don't think it's outrageous either. And I think in a lot of ways, it it makes a lot of sense. And just like that, I feel like they be very banter heavy. Like they're they're both very like sharp. And like I like it. I want to be Manon. I, but yeah again like back to the whole like like this all happened like all of this was happening at once like kale disappeared dorian and manon are talking and then after that selena battle happens but yeah kale recklessly just like leaving the group to go try just, to kill like, dorian dumb. alone what did you say like he's just dumb like yeah he's alien being- is a trained assassin and you're like yeah i can do this better than you Really? I mean, it's not like Kale isn't also trained. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a trained assassin. Aelin is better in almost every regard, I think. Well, absolutely. But like, he so does- like, he's not built for stealth. Like, that's not what he trained to do. I don't know if he was trying to be stealthy, though. Like, I wonder if it was kind of a suicide mission. Because like, we've already established he doesn't really care if he lives or dies at this point. I thought he, like, once he saw all of his men murdered, that's when he decided he no longer cared if he lived or died. I was under the impression he cared before then. Because they changed the plan, right? As soon as he saw all of his men to now be basically a suicide mission for Kale. Whereas before, he wasn't meant to die. I don't know what their plan was before, but I know it changed. But, like, there was a point where um, Nesrin is talking to Aelin about Kaol, and she's like, I think he just, like, wants to be sad. Like, I don't know. I don't think he really had will to live for, like, a good chunk of this book. Yeah, I, I think he was, like, sad. I don't think he had any will in him. But I don't think he was, like, ready to die, really. Whereas, like, as soon as they saw his men, he was like, you know what? No, I'm ready to die. I kind of feel like he was ready to die when he was about to kill Dorian, though. I feel like he wanted to live if he killed his best friend. Yeah, but they would have made the plan differently then. 
No, but I'm talking like early when he like when. So then, so he wanted to die, and then he no longer wanted to die, and then he wanted to die again. Is what you're saying? No, like a (laughs) wave. I mean, it could have been a wave, but I'm saying it was probably like a. Like I think when he when the the weird when he like disappeared from the group or whatever, I think it was somewhat a suicide mission where he wouldn't have cared if he died. He just like he wanted to also. like release Dorian but then I think like it was like a he wouldn't have cared if he died and then when he saw his men he was like no I want to die and that's the difference if that makes sense no feelings to feelings uh yeah like a I don't care if this happens to a no I want this to happen you know because I can't imagine being that reckless and like actually truly believing that you could live and also I feel like this like for the whole book he wanted Dorian to live and to save him so in killing him he's like no longer has hope fair I do hate I hate this in any book like when characters go off on their own to do something and they just assume that the rest of all of the characters all of their friends will just leave them and let them be and I'm like obviously you're putting everyone in danger because they will come after you so you are being selfish and stupid <sighs> and was that was kale's vibe for most of the book yeah i was about to say i was like that kind of just sounds like kale for most of this fucking book uh, oh i mean we kind of already talked about it but manon leaving the message for aelin i loved that Again, it just really shows Manon's character development. I do. I love her. I'm so excited for that like storyline to continue and for her to have like feelings. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Feelings for Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. I'm very excited. But um, the plan to murder the king, I feel like was an insane one. I would have the, to agree. The odds were low. Mm-hmm. The odds were low. Um, I very much, there is a point where Kale is alone with the king and then Dorian is now chasing Aelin, still as his murderous alter ego. Uh, I thought maybe either he was going to die or Kale was gonna die like one of them had to die and in that like section of the book I thought that potentially Rowan and Adion would die or like one of them would like sacrifice themselves in order to like light the hellfire I for sure thought they were I thought they were both gonna sacrifice themselves I thought it was gonna be one of those things where like Rowan's like I'm gonna do it and Aiden's like no I'll do it (laughs) And then they'd be, like, annoying about it, so they'd do it together. I love their dynamic. I love Adion. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, no, I, they, I, I thought Kale was, I thought everyone was going to die except Aelin, basically. Yeah, like, Aelin was the only one where I was like, you can't really die. It doesn't make sense, but. They're on the cover I, of the rest of the books, so. <laughs> I for sure thought Kale or Dorian was going to die. One of them was going to die. Yeah, I definitely thought, well, I mean, I thought Kale did die. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. I assumed he was dead. (laughs) I was like, that's sad. Moving on. 
uh and then it says like and when the pain came he was not afraid and I was like it hurts and my feelings. courage of the heart and the eye of Elena saved him and though he was a fucking weenie for most of this book but he had courage at the end and that's all that matters exactly he, he redeemed himself very very well and, yeah I and- feel like just that whole end scene was a lot of panic death mm-hmm. and I have no idea what's happening yes I did not anticipate Lorcan also partially saving the day he did ruin the day but also he <laughs> saved the day so I was like he evened out in the end yeah I really don't know what to think about him but that's fine he did nothing outrageous and he did provide the ring which saved Dorian so just like oh again a lot of moving parts yeah but then he stole the ring back so I'm like I just don't know how to feel about Lorcan. Definitely don't love him. Um, but yes, when Dorian comes back, I was so excited. Because when he says what, like, he's like, what did you say when he finds out that Kale, in theory, has died? And so that, like, brings him back to... I love himself. that. Like, the friendship between Kale and Dorian is beautiful. And then when you get like him experiencing being back in his body and he's like Dorian, his name was Dorian. Dorian Havillard <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. All I know is it's Dorian. And I am obsessed with this powerful icicle man. I do a little bit, however, wish that he remembered what he had done when he was taken over. I feel like that would have added a little bit of spice in the next book where he was like battling with the demons of like knowing that this is what he did, even though it wasn't technically him, you know, but he's just forgotten it. So yeah, that's less fun. But I did. mm, It was like, what'd you say? I killed Gail. What'd you say? <laughs> Beautiful. I am Dorian. You know what would have been better? If he was like, uh, I am Dorian and I'm not afraid. Then I would have been like, <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? I would have like thrown the book. <laughs> or if Kale did that, when he was like, I'll kill you. And he was like, my name is Kale and I am not afraid. I would have been like, I'm going to get that like tattoo. Just an edit to Sarah. <laughs> There's a couple edits in my humble opinion, specifically the weird fam- familial sexual tension in the previous book. Um, whatever. Uh, and I'm then just like also just thinking I watched Game of Thrones with like no issue. <laughs> I th- well, I mean, to be fair, that's another thing that I've been thinking this whole time is I'm like, it is still less incestuous than Game of Thrones. And to be fair, when I think of Game of Thrones, I think of like ancient times. When I think of this, I think of current times, different universe. I guess so. Yeah, I, I get that. So I think that's my issue. I understand. Yeah, well, we can let that go. <laughs> yeah, we're it's let go we can't keep bringing it up (laughs) um but then when again just back 
when Aelin says to a better future and he says you came back and I was like just I love their friendship I love each of them I love every I'm again if you haven't read Akatar and don't know our opinions on Akatar, all I want to say is that like Sarah J. Mass has this really amazing way of making you so invested in literally every character in a book. Yeah. I am so invested in all of their plot lines now. But yeah, and then finding out that Kale is alive, I was just like, there was, it was a roller coaster, big roller coaster in this book. I would like to discuss fucking Caltaine and her plot line throughout the book. None of it I anticipated, and I did not anticipate the way it ended. Naturally, I also did not see any of that coming. Um, <laughs> loved her redemption, though. Loved her redemption. I loved the fact that even though Dorian couldn't fight the Valg in him, Caltaine did. Mm-hmm. And it was her, and she was just like pretending for a period of time in order to get a little bit of revenge and, you know, burn down the city. Um, I love that. She was so powerful and smart. Very sad, though. Very sad. So sad. But- and like the part where like he essentially was going to make Caltaine the living gate. It's crazy. And like that he like fully implanted the word stone into her skin. And what? and now E has it. Elide? El- Elide, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Has it and Aelin is gonna get it? Well, maybe. We'll Who see. knows? <laughs> we'll see what happens. The stressful thing is that Caltaine said Selena because she doesn't know that Aelin and Selena are the same person. So I feel like now it's gonna be. It's going to create some issues in future books. Yeah, it's definitely going to create some issues. However, I am glad now we don't have to predict that uh, Aelin's going to make it home because in the end of this book, they are there. She sees it. Oh my God, you know what? Kale's definitely not going home. He's going to like the other place to heal his mind. Kale is never going home. Fair enough. You know what? Maybe in the last book he makes it home. This is actually a really elaborate telling of Kale's journey home. Aelin is actually a side character. Absolutely. Story. Um, my favorite thing that came, again, full circle from the first book, and this is kind of also one of my favorite quotes, but when Aelin says to Dorian, Send me any good books you read. And you know everything's like normal again when that's what they're talking about. Mm, that was that was wholesome. I love a that. wholesome end. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say? That was basically I'm I'm through my book. I'm through my notes. Honestly, I'm through. I'm just trying to think if I actually have a favorite character in this um in this particular book I have I had a hard time trying to think of who is my favorite I yeah there were so many good ones 
I mean, Rowan is a very strong contender, obviously. Same with Adion. <laughs> Same with Manon. Yeah, I don't, can, <laughs> I don't know if I can narrow it down. I don't know if I can either. Except okay. maybe... I think I'm going to go with no favorite character for this book. Yeah, I, I like there were just so many good ones. And even like Caltaine and like just not because I particularly liked her personality, but I just loved what she like brought to the story. Asterin, obviously, like there's it, the list doesn't end like all of these characters. They're all wonderful. Book, except for the ones that obviously sucked. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm also going to say I don't have a favorite character. I know you have like a, a list of quotes that you were, you were like, this is what I love. I feel like the only one I made a note of was this was the point where I was like, yes. Aelin is about to go wild. <clears throat> I knew the, knew the story was going to get good. It was when uh, Adion first saw Aelin in the castle when they were breaking him out and he's like Aiden immediately said his name wrong Adion grinned at his queen as the entire world went to hell that was a good one and I was like oh it's happening yeah Love. and that was like a chapter end too so you know you're like oh we're ramping up um okay now for my ridiculous list um the first one was from Aelin's perspective and it just says for her friends for her family she would gladly be a monster loved that mostly just because I'm I'm really growing fond of like Aelin's character and her like chaoticness and like her morals and stuff like that um and then, oh my god, also, uh, did you, in the previous book, pick up that Rowan had, like, really long hair? It wasn't short, but it wasn't really long, no, in it my mind. Like, it was, like, shaggy, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, shoulder length, but, like, out of the face. Okay, cool. I imagined it a little bit shorter. But whatever. Um... But anyways, so Aelin and him are like discussing his hair when he comes back in that wonderful, glorious moment. And then she's like, when you shift, will your hawk form be plucked then? And that made me laugh. And then I think this one might like take contender for potentially match it. Fuck it. I'm not going to even pretend that I rate any of these quotes above the other. But um when Aelin is saying you make me want to live Rowan not survive not exist live and then he says it back to her later you you know I love a good circular story <laughs> and then very simple quote from Manon when she's protecting the lied and she just says you're already dead men and I'm like it's it's the unhinged that's about to come out and like murderous females apparently we love a good murderous female 
However, I think my favorite quote, now that I've read all of those, is the crown prince tipped his head back to the sky and roared, and it was the battle cry of a god. Then the glass castle shattered. Dorian's about to become so powerful. He's going to become so powerful, and I am here for it. Anyways, that's all I got. That's all I got. It was a wonderful next book. Fingers crossed the next one uh, is even better. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to say... Before we announce the next book we're actually going to be reading, um, apparently in this series, you can read the next two books at the same time. And apparently that's recommended. However, we will not be doing that. What do you mean read them at the same time? <laughs> like read them at the same time. Like you're supposed to read them in tandem with one another because apparently they like kind of cover the same like timeline. chapter per chapter? I line don't per know. line? How am I switching? <laughs> Every word. <laughs> that would be genius if an entire book two books could stand on their own but if you read every word like rotated it made a new story I would die I don't think I could handle that I wouldn't <laughs> read it it would be too hard <laughs> yeah it seems like a lot of work however be genius um Interesting. I did not know you could do that. So yeah. However, we will just continue to read these books in order. So the next... <laughs> or in our order. Or yeah, I guess in our, our order. Um, so yes, the next book that we read uh, from Throne of, the Throne of Glass series will be Empire of Storms. However, that will not be the next book we talk about. Correct. <laughs> we will be... be thrown another one in there it's my pick but it's definitely getting harder to split up these books I have a feeling that like maybe the last three I just want to read <laughs> yeah we might just squish them together um but yeah we are going to be reading my pick for the next episode which is where the crawdads sing by Delia Owens I don't know what it's about, but Katrina's already watched the movie, so. Yeah, I feel like this is maybe one of the first times I've seen a movie and then read a book. So it's going to be a weird uh, transition. I also actually went on a slight deep dive about the author and her history. So that's also a little bit of an interesting side thing. If uh, you want to Google that on your own. It's not, it's not a happy story. But yeah. So... If you want to follow us on social media, it's at bookbevies for Instagram and Twitter and bookbevies at gmail.com for longer email inquiries. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank Thanks you for listening. listening. Bye. 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 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.